Hello, and welcome to Opened Eyes Podcasts. Um, today, it's Amanda and Susan again. <laughs> and today, we are going to talk about being in a spiritual drought, just feeling like you're not connecting with God, mm-hmm. which both Susan and I have felt recently. So yes. that's why it's on our hearts um, to talk about that. So for me, being in a spiritual drought is just feeling not refreshed, feeling kind of beaten down, mm-hmm. like I'm not connecting with God, that I'm not being you know, refreshed or fulfilled or not having that flow yeah. that, that gives life to our relationship. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we were kind of discussing just reasons why we may have entered into that dry season and ways to get out of it. Exactly. Ways to get out of it because I felt like it's, it's a spiritual drought. It's also a spiritual frustration knowing that you want to be connected with God. You want to be in his will and in his purpose, but something just feels off. It's the only way I can really describe it. Something just feels off with the relationship. Um, not on God's end, of course, but on, on, my end is how I felt. And just like, I wasn't getting something I was supposed to get. Um, and I couldn't figure out why I wasn't getting it. And I was frustrated with myself for not getting it. And so I'm thankful that, and, you know, give thanks to God in all things that you and I both kind of walked through this recently. And it doesn't mean that we aren't believers. It doesn't mean that we don't love the Lord. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with our faith. Right. In fact, I think what God has revealed to both of us is that spiritual droughts, spiritual frustrations can actually be a time of teaching and a time of learning and a time of growth. Right. And one of the things I really have learned just in this journey is if something doesn't feel right, if something is hard, if mm-hmm. something is uncomfortable, ask God, what am I supposed to be learning yes. in this? Yep. Because there's there's always something we're supposed to be learning. Mm-hmm. You know, I try to pray, Lord, give me a teachable spirit. Yes. Let me be open to the things that you're trying to show me or yes. teach me or move me away from or move me mm-hmm. to. What are you trying to do in this, God? Because mm-hmm. he's always, you know, trying to better us and make us more like him and, and move us further in our spiritual journey. And so when we feel things like this, you know, dry season that we've had, it's, you know, it's easy to say, well, you know, maybe I just need to take a break from this for a while, Mm -hmm. or maybe I just need to put away the Bible for a little bit or, you know, which is honestly, I, in the past, I have done done that. that. Yeah, I have too. Um, But in this season, I just felt like, no, no, something's not right. What are you trying to show me? What are you trying to teach me in this? I agree. I agree. And I, kind of go back to when I was in um, college, I was a psychology major and took um, human development. And so one of the things that stood out for me from that class was when it was talking about as children progress in different developmental stages and prepare for growth, they go from one um, stage to the next. Um, The quote the professor gave was growth doesn't always glitter like gold. Meaning it's not always pretty. It's not always, Mm -hmm. 
easy and it doesn't always look good. So like a, a child going from one stage of development to the next might have a, right before they get to that new growth stage, they might have a bunch of temper tantrums. Mm -hmm. They might just really be pressing their parents and giving them a hard time. Um, but then they get past that. And then there's a new level of awareness. There's a new level of teaching. There's a new level of growth. And so I feel like that can also be applied a lot to this, to spiritual growth, spiritual growth. Yeah. Right before you kind of go through a learning process, sometimes you're going to, you might go through a drought or you might go through a time where you don't feel as close to God or you don't feel like you're in sync, but that doesn't mean that he's not there. Right. And that doesn't mean to give up. In fact, it means to press in a little bit more, mm -hmm. but in a different way. And like again, said, ask, Lord, ask. what is going on? Yes, because we were talking off the mic. Sometimes it does not always mean just diving into scripture. Right. Sometimes it means stepping back and just, um, we, as we talked about, going to God, mm -hmm. sitting with God mm -hmm. in prayer. Mm -hmm. Not asking really for anything other than show me who you are. Mm -hmm. Well, I think both of us have had a certain amount of probably like legalism in oh, our yeah. background. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and to be honest, I feel like it's <laughs> in some way, shape or form in every denomination. You know, I was raised Catholic and so there was saying the rosary, going to mm -hmm. confession, mm -hmm. you know, blessing yourself with holy water. There were yeah. certain things that made me feel more holy or mm -hmm. like doing these things will bring me closer, you know, You're to being God. A good Christian. I'm being a good Christian, yeah. you know, just, just things like that. Mm -hmm. and, and I feel like every, you know, every denomination kind of has mm -hmm. things that you almost get a grade upon, like how yeah. well you're doing in those things. Yeah. It's your spiritual checklist. Right. And, Religious you know, checklist. it just goes back to God wants relationship, yeah. not religion. And that was one of the things he showed me in yeah. um, the quiet time I had with him. Because both of us had decided, we actually came together a couple of days ago to record a podcast <laughs> and ended up talking for about three hours and not recording anything because yeah. we both were in a very dry place mm -hmm. and we decided at the end of those three hours that that day was honestly more for us <laughs> to kind of talk through some things and and we left there saying okay we're both gonna go just seek god to just try to soak in his presence to get back to where we need to be mm -hmm. before we try to report record a, a podcast and it turns out that that is not what we're talking about on this podcast yeah, is what we yeah. just went through and so, you know, yesterday I was just seeking mm -hmm. God, just didn't, you know, even open my Bible, didn't open a devotion, nothing, just God, I just want you. I am just mm -hmm. seeking you. I just want your presence and your love. And I just felt such a peace. There were, mm -hmm. there was nothing expected from that no. time there was no you know a lot of times I find myself falling into the okay this is my quiet time I've got to say all the prayers I've got to cover my children I've got to cover my husband I have to cover you know my extended family I need to pray about this trip we have coming up I need to pray about you know whatever and it's like almost like a checklist in my head mm -hmm. and so even my quote-unquote quiet time 
becomes a time of almost striving to accomplish something specific, or I need to read this amount of the Bible, or I need to write this much in my prayer journal, or, you know, and, and, and you almost feel like, okay, I haven't done what I'm supposed to do if I haven't done that. And so yesterday I just went to God with God, I just need you. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, he is always so, so faithful when you seek him to be found. Yes. He really, Mm -hmm. really is. It's, um, It still astonishes me, to be honest with you, that when you really seek him with a true heart, he promises to be found. Mm -hmm. And this is kind of a side note, but it's um, a story that God reminded me of the other day. A couple of years ago, I was actually um, getting a massage and I was talking to the lady who was doing the massage just about God. And we were just kind of talking about you know, faith. And she was asking me a lot of questions about, you know, why I believe certain things and that sort of thing. And so it was a good conversation. And so, you know, she left the room, you know, and then for those of you who've gotten massage, you know, you get dressed, you get ready to leave. And I felt God, you know, speak to, to me and say, you need to pray with her. And I wasn't even really sure. I, you know, I was pretty sure like, I'm not sure she's a believer. Like, I don't know how that's going to be received. And so I said, oh, so you want me to pray for her? And he said, no, pray with her. I was like, ooh, mm, okay. (laughs) This this was a couple years ago. So it was even way more uncomfortable than than it would be for me now. So I said, okay, God, you know, trying to be obedient. So I went out to pay. And then I said, do you mind if I pray with you? And she said, okay. She was like very open to it. So I held her hands and I just prayed, you know, some of the things I knew she was going through that, you know, God brought back to me and just prayed, you know, and I always close my eyes when I pray. So I wasn't really looking at her, but I opened my eyes towards the end of the prayer and I just saw tears just falling down Mm -hmm. her face. And she gave me a big hug afterwards. She's like, thank you so much. And I was like, oh my gosh, Lord, you knew you need, you know, she She needed needed to be prayed with. So anyway, I got in the car and I was just so excited that like I had been obedient. And so I just was going in, Lord, show her, you know, yourself to her, reveal yourself to her. I want her to know this is you. Those things we prayed, God, I want you to answer them fast so that she knows you're real. She doesn't have any doubt. Like I'm just like going in, right? So literally, and I, and I called my pastor and said, I want you to, pr- I prayed and I said, and, and now I want two or three to be gathered. <laughs> you know, like the scripture says, we're two or three yeah. gathered. There I am also. All right. I want you to agree with me on these prayers. So I'm like telling her, she's like, yes. Okay. We're agreeing, you yeah. know? So I'm like, okay. So I'm like, all right, God, you're going to, you want to answer some of these prayers soon. I am not even kidding you. That afternoon, I got a text from her and this literally still blows my mind. And she said, Amanda, several hours after you left, I was no longer thinking about our conversation or the prayer or anything. I was cleaning up the massage room. And she said, and I turned around and Jesus was standing right there. Wow. Right? Wow. Right? I mean, I'm like, what? And she said, and he was just looking at me like he had been waiting for me forever. 
And it was just such a, and I just said, that's because he has been, he's been waiting for all of us forever. He's always there. It says he he stands at the door and knocks. Like he's always right there. He's always waiting for you to seek him. And he seeks us. So, you know, it says he, you know, leaves the 99 to get after the one he pursues us. But all it takes is just a small step in his direction. And I, I mean, she said it was like he'd been waiting for me forever. And and, and it's I, a sweet, it's so sweet, sweet spirit about him that is. And he shows himself yes. to people different ways, right? Does, I mean, he he's does. not going to appear to everybody like that. But no. I mean, she was, she was not trying to say like, oh, it was a vision or a, I thought of no she's like I turned around and Jesus was standing did he speak to her right, no she said he never spoke he just looked, looked at, at her, her with this look, look in up. his eyes of yeah. I've been waiting for been you waiting. forever and that was all that was needed to be yes mm-hmm. and I'm like dang yeah. Lord out here I am saying answers of our <laughs> prayers and you physically showed up in the room like sometimes he just literally knocks my socks off Seriously. you know with what he does that was just an aside of when you seek him, that's he will be found. And so that's what you and I both found, you know, in this drought was that we yeah. just needed to seek him. him, not what we thought was required, not the checklist, not the certain prayers, not the spending a certain amount of time and devotion, mm-hmm. just him. And I actually had somebody ask me the other day, you know, what do you think deepened your relationship the most yeah, with God? That's good. That's a good and I said, I actually started my journey, you know, doing devotions and doing that mm-hmm. stuff. But now my quiet time is just really me talking to God and then sitting mm-hmm. and waiting and being quiet and Mm -hmm. listening Mm -hmm. for him to talk back to me. And so that looks very different than the early days Mm -hmm. um, for me. It's, it is now a lot more about talking to him Mm -hmm. and providing the time and the space for him to talk back and just, you know, be quiet. And so much of my early days was, Okay, I've got 30 minutes. I need to get through this devotion. I need to pray these prayers. And then I'm out. Like, it's like, in Jesus Christ's name, man, and I'm out out. the door. Well, it's a transaction that way. Like, you're just like, okay, I'm putting in my time. And instead of spending time with the living, breathing God. Amen. That is alive and well today and and cares about you, cares about Mm -hmm. your life, cares, knows all of the things about you that past, present, and future. Right. And it's just being reminded of his sovereign nature, his good nature, like that he is all powerful. He is all knowing and he loves me and he loves you and he knows what we're going to be going through. Yes. And sometimes we just have to get back to, I'm not coming to you to ask you for anything. Right. Even if it means protecting my children, which we just talked about, like, because we pray, obviously you prayed it, having children covered, but God knows that. Yeah. And so if you don't pray that that day, day. it's not like they're going to, something bad's going to happen right. to them. Like, right. you know, we, we were joking before that it's almost like you saying, okay, to your child, like, yeah. I'm going to take you to get a milkshake this afternoon. And they're like, okay, you, you're you going to take me? Yes. Are we going to go now, mom? Are, are we going to go? You didn't forget, <laughs> did you? You're going to take me, right? It's, you know, it's kind of like that yes. with God. Like, 
He's like, yes, I, I have your children. You I know, told you that. I've told you that. I've got them. You know, yeah. you don't have to ask me a million times every single day. Yeah. There's no pressure if you don't say it that something is, you know, Something's he's a good happen. father. But on the flip side, there have been times that we both have felt a very pressing yes. time to pray for to our pray. children. Of or course. like, you know, I have four daughters. So sometimes the press has been for one or two. Right. Exactly. To go in for that one because mm-hmm. then I find out she was going through something. Right. Or sometimes I don't even know mm-hmm. what it is that I was, why, I, why the press was there, but, um, that's different. But those than prayers the are more led. Those than are spirit led prayers. Spirit led instead of just saying, yeah. I feel like if I don't cover yes. these bases and say these exact words, right, exactly, that, you know, that God won't be there to cover them. And it really is, I mean, it's hard because we can't see him, but it really is a relationship. So just like if mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm talking to you, I'm not going to rattle off a bunch of stuff and be like, okay, bye, and out the door and not right. ever give you a chance to say anything That's back. Good. And I'm not certainly going to say, well, I've got 20 minutes, Susan, and then let me talk for the full 20 minutes. Let me minutes. talk for the full 20, and then I'm out. And then I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, and we wouldn't have a very good relationship <laughs> yeah. if it was always like that. You know, but I will say as far as, you know, my personal walk with God is I do need to set a specific time of the day that I'm going to meet mm-hmm. with him. Just like if I was going to meet with you and I'd say, okay, let's meet at Starbucks at 10 a.m. I wouldn't leave you hanging. I wouldn't not show up. Right. I need to, you know, prioritize God and give him a part of my day. And for me, I need to know when that is or what that looks like, because if I don't, then my day gets away from me. Yeah, and I keep thinking it's going to happen, and then it never happens, and then it's bedtime. I love what you're talking about off mic too about how um, getting up. You used to get up early in the morning mm-hmm. to meet with the Lord because that was your quiet time. That was the time that worked for you. And now your life, your life now is different. Stay at home, stay home. I stay up later, and early doesn't work for me anymore. I'm nodding off and. That's not, I'm thinking more about getting my kids off to yeah. school and, okay, I didn't pack that lunch or I didn't do that. And so, yeah, so now my time is I get them out the door. I take the dog for a walk just to get fresh air and kind of clear mm-hmm. my head. And then I come home and that is my time with the Lord. And so, and you are awake. I'm awake. <laughs> You're not distracted. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I think that was really good because what worked for you in one season of your life. Mm-hmm meeting with with god and spending that personal time it changes it does from one season to the next and what works for you when you were getting up early at five o'clock in the morning right that was not something that i was doing mm-hmm. right <laughs> but i was doing it later in the day right as you were sharing like that worked for me and when when i had taken care of x y and z and then could really and truly focus on my time mm-hmm. with god and i love that you talked about going for a walk and i think sometimes we can use different time, like different activities to really connect with God and walking and being outside in nature has been one of my go-tos. Me too. And I don't know really what it is other than my body's moving and I'm not, cause I don't always like to sit still. I tend to get distracted and fidgety. Um, my body's moving. I'm outside in creation where I'm just 
literally reminded at every every time I look around of the glory of God. Yes. Like the birds singing the and the blue trees, sky, the, blue the sky. sunset, yes. the sunrise. Uh, yes. There's nothing like that. He's the greatest me. artist in the world and nature yes. just sings of his glory. Exactly. And so that has been just a really great time for me to really feel the Lord's presence. Mm-hmm. Even on Monday when we had or I don't know what day it was Monday, I think when we were having the conversation about the spiritual drought that we were in and I went for about an hour long walk and there was not really another soul around me. I was in the woods. I was going around a lake and that I felt was such a sweet, beautiful time with Mm -hmm. the Lord where he was saying, I really felt like he was telling me to stop striving. Stop with the legalism. Stop with trying to prove yourself. Stop with that. And just mm-hmm. get back to spending time with me and then let me show you where I want you to go. Right. Let me show you what I'm going to do through you because it's not about you. It's not about what you're going to do. And I think that had put, I had unknowingly been putting that pressure on myself of striving and thinking that, okay, well, I've got to be, you know, I've got to be this way spiritually or else I'm just, I'm failing. I'm falling off. I'm falling off. I'm not, I'm not doing enough. I I'm not enough. And I think it was just a subtle thing that was creeping Mm -hmm. into my spirit instead of being reminded that everything comes from God, every gift that is within me, every interaction that I have, every, Everything is orchestrated by him and he's a good God and he is the source of it all. And I feel like I'd put too much emphasis on myself. Well, then it just goes back to making his love conditional, right? Exactly. When you yes. say, I need to do this, this, and this, mm-hmm. then it it's his love is now conditional, yeah. which we know that it's not. It's unconditional. Mm-hmm. And, you know, striving, I felt like in my quiet time, God was saying, <laughs> striving will deplete you. Quickly. Oh yeah, well. Even when you're doing good things, even when you're serving yeah. or yes. you know, whatever you're doing, even if it's for God and for his people, if you're doing it from a place of striving, you're going to you're doing it in your own power and mm-hmm. in your own strength at that point and that is not, you know, of him. And I've just really felt him say to me that, you know, he brought me back to that scripture about roots planted you know by a stream of living water and they have to go down you know deep and and he was saying that my roots have to be formed in my love for him and his love for me and we all know that we can love him because he first loved us and and that to me is the healthy root system that is how you can stand and not be shaken and not be moved and and do the things that God is asking you to do and be in relationship is with this healthy root system formed mm-hmm. in your relationship and your love. And that is how he flows yeah. through you. And that is how you have the strength to do the things he's calling you to do or to, you know, want to, to desire to have that quiet time and meet with him. It's from a love and from a relationship. And that is where mm-hmm. the flow and the energy comes from. I um, was taken to Galatians 3 um, that goes along with that. And when I was looking at the, at legalism, and this is um, you know, the letter to the church at Galatia where they 
were spiritually dull, essentially, right? Because it says, "You foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Before your very eyes, Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed as crucified." I would like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the spirit by the works of the law or by believing what you heard? After beginning by means of the spirit, are you now trying to finish by means of the flesh? And it's the last part that really got me. It said, I felt like I was being foolish, like the Galatians, that I was Mm -hmm. trying to do things in my own flesh and in my own power my own knowledge and understanding and not being led by the spirit. And the only way to really be led by the spirit is to spend time. Mm-hmm. Really? And, and unhurried, unrushed, yes. being in a relationship, list, speaking and then listening. Listening. I was really, I, I'm still really working on that one. It's hard. Listening. It's hard but- to... I mean, our entire lives were on the move and doing and going. And so to sit and be still and quite a bit, you know, it says that he speaks to us in a still small voice. And so if you're moving, if your thoughts are all over the place, if there's a lot of distraction going on, just like in the natural, you will miss a still small voice. If there's a lot going on, like you really need to be present yeah. spiritually with God when you meet with him and, mm-hmm. and be actively listening. You know, I don't even remember what course I took where they talked about being an active listener where yeah. someone is speaking to you and you're maintaining eye contact and mm-hmm. you're nodding and you're showing them that you're engaged, you know, that is active listening. So when you're actively listening to the Lord, you're expecting to hear. And and I don't always mean like an audible voice, but I mean an impression on your mm-hmm. spirit or mm-hmm. a, a piece about something that you brought before him, or, you know, you're, you're actively listening for that still small voice. One of the things I had to do, I, I feel like it slowed my mind down. And as I was, um, I, I would start writing and journaling Me my prayer time because I felt like it just slowed my mind. And I felt like as I was writing, it was giving the Holy Spirit space mm-hmm. to speak to me. Yes, and then me too. it was like, oh, I would look back and I was like, I didn't even know I was going to go there in this, in this time. Right. And sometimes, it, you know, it would be a scripture that I would start with and then just start praying, you know, start writing about that. Other times it was something maybe that was pressing on my heart that mm-hmm. was, you know, causing me concern and anxiety. Um, but I, that was one thing that has helped me. I'm to be so a glad listener. you brought that up because that is huge, honestly, in my quiet time and in my walk with the mm-hmm. Lord has been to write. Um, and I'm not a writer I'm not either. <laughs> at all. I'm it not takes either. me an hour to write a thank you note. I mean, it just, it's not a natural thing, but it's me basically writing my prayers, my thoughts. And you're right. Like as you write, you just kind of are led by yes. God. And, mm-hmm. and the next thing you know, you've written something that ministers back to you. And then I love the fact that I can save it and look back. And one thing I do every um, New Year's Eve is I read back through my prayer journal from the year before. Mm -hmm. And it is amazing to me how, you know, this month I'm praying for something. Two months later, I see exactly how he answered it. Why? you know, things happen the way they did. You know, they say, always say hindsight is 2020. Mm-hmm. When you look back, you can see things perfectly clearly. Right. And 
And, you know, it's just been such a great way to strengthen my own faith to read back. Mm -hmm. And um, so I, I cannot speak highly enough about, you know, journaling during your prayer time because it really is powerful. It is powerful. And it is, it strengthens not only your faith, but I love to go back and read sometimes some of the ways that I could see the Holy Spirit ministering to me through a trial or through something I was going through that then can also apply to the present to where you are right exactly i've even had him take me back you know in my quiet time you know i'll feel led to i'll remember something that Mm -hmm. i went through and i'll be like where was that in my prayer journal and i'll go back and and reading it i'm ministering to my own self my own testimony testimony is speaking to to me and building my faith yes i mean for real it's it's amazing. It is. So I can't recommend that. Enough. Yeah. that I feel like because I was the one like um, in my prayer time, if I were just praying either, you know, quietly in my mind or out loud, I felt distracted by my own mm-hmm. voice yes. or distracted by what I was going to say next. Right. Instead of being Most of us don't really like the listen. sound of our own no, voice, which is I why don't. I never listen to these podcasts. Me either. <laughs> <laughs> because it's, yeah, it's not a yeah. good thing. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, so, well, so I hope we've helped the listeners just kind of by talking about what we've experienced and going through a drought and what we have experienced that helped us, helped us, you know, come out of it and kind of turn things around. And, you know, really just the thought I want to leave everybody with is God never leaves you, no matter how you feel physically, whether you feel him close or you feel like he's far away. He is always right there. Scripture is very clear about that. He will never leave you or forsake you. He is there. It's about just pressing in and seeking him and he will be found. Mm -hmm.